I ran away from people when I was rejected. And I wanted fans instead of friends. So I tried to get everybody to like me. I would do random things in class. I would say random jokes. I would strive for different positions to be seen and viewed and liked. I would change my body, my style, what I liked and what I didn't like. All because I wanted to be seen. But I wanted to be seen because I felt like I was unseen. And I felt like I was unseen because of rejection. Good morning, get up. Lord, guide my words. Lord, guide my words. Lord, guide my words. This podcast is yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning and welcome to Morning Cup of Wisdom Podcast. My name is Antoine and I'm so glad you joined me today. Today is a very special day because I get to introduce you as the morning crew. Give yourself a hand. Yes, you are a part of the morning crew. You woke up early this morning to listen to crazy old me. And I want to thank you. Today is a very hard topic. I have been stopped and duped in multiple ways. And I'm just going to read my notes straight down, give you the scripture, and we're going to end it. We have a heavy topic to deal with, and I'm going to present it in this soft way, this gentle way, because I want your hearts to be ready to receive. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, take over now in Jesus name. Amen. Ladies, gents, you got your best outfit on, and I mean, you feel great in this outfit. And you got to pick up some things for an event that you're throwing and you go to the store you're throwing some things in the cart, and next thing you know, you out of the corner. You who in the heck? Wait a minute, who the heck? Who is that? Ooh, we. They are fine, and you try your best to just hold your composure, but you got to go speak to you. Got to go say something to them. So you go over there and you try to find them in the aisle. You look through each aisle and you finally find them and you talk to them. You say, man, you look beautiful, ma'am. You look stunning. Can I get your number? No, I'm good. But but you and yourself, you look stunning, too. But then they don't like that. Or it's not that they don't like that. They just don't want your number. What do you do? Say you prepare for your test. I mean, you got your study guide, your friend's study guide, your teacher study guide, and you did a Quizlet, you did a Kahoot. I mean, you ready. You had a, a random person on the street test you. I mean, you ready for this test. And you get there and you get hit with a whole bunch of information that you weren't prepared for and you failed the test. What do you do? Let's say that you were the best on the job. <laughs> and you put all these things together and you you put these programs together. You were the president of this, that and the third. You were the manager of this, that and the third. You were the leader of this, that and the third. And. Somebody fires you. Did you look at my resume? No, no, no. We looked. But we don't want you. What do you do when that happens? Friends, we all go through this common thing that we're going to talk about today. And God has walked me out of social anxiety 
God has walked me out of validation addictions and attention addictions. He took me from being a loner to a leader, a person who was insecure to secure in their identity. And all of that happened, though, out of me getting healed from our topic today. Today's topic is on rejection. Rejection is one of the most powerful things that we ever face in our lives. It could either make us or break us. It could either form us, disform us. Rejection is so powerful. And might I submit to you that we don't know how to deal with it. Friend, we don't know how to deal with that. So in order to really work on our rejection, we have to know what it is, how it happened to us, how we reacted, and what do we do next, according to the Bible and according to God's word. So let's walk through this very slowly, but very timely. And I pray that the Lord gives you ears to hear and a heart to receive. Sound good? All right. Rejection, according to GoodTherapy.com, is simply pushing something or someone away. And we all know the reaction of rejection is when you push something away, like you don't want to play the food, you don't want a person around you, you don't want something happening to you. You reject it. But what happens when rejection happens to you? See, rejection comes in many forms, and one of the forms is interpersonal rejection. According to Oxford Academic, interpersonal rejection is like betrayal. When someone backstabs you, it's fake. When they said they were going to hang out with you and they go do something else and they go behind your back and do something, they go against their word. That's that's a form of rejection. When someone categorizes you by the color of your skin or the the things that you do or the people that you hang around or the job that you have and they think you're one way, but you're actually another and they see you negatively. That's called stigmatization, and that's another form of rejection. Like I said earlier, job termination, because when we do that, we like, man, we the best at this job. How you going to fire me? <laughs> How you going to fire the best person on the job? I put the things on the things. I did. This. I was I was the one that held this thing together. And next thing you know, you find yourself making all these points to just prove that you really don't know how to deal with your rejection. I want you to resolve something right now. I am a recovering reject. Say that. I am a recovering reject. No, I need you to stop being modest. I know you're in the car with somebody. I know you're at school with somebody. I know you in the the building by yourself, but I need you to be honest with yourself and I need you to be real and I need you to put this in the atmosphere as a prophetic gesture to your life. Say this. I am a recovering reject. Yeah, Lord. Lead me, Lord. Family rejection and relational rejection are personally one of the most powerful rejections that I have faced. Being bullied by friends and family. That happens. You know, when people pick on you and, you know, everybody don't feel like they bullied you until you start to reveal how what you said or what they said hurt you. You know, being called different names and being 
manipulated in certain ways, people taking advantage of you, people cheating on you, people uh, saying nasty things about you or people even manipulating you into doing things or saying things or, or being a way that's not you. Some of you may have experienced lack of intimacy, which caused you to have this thing called touch deprivation and where you keep going around to different people seeking attention because your mom or dad didn't give it to you as a child. Please hear me. That's a form of rejection. When you're not being heard or listened to or value, when you feel like you have to put your voice first above everybody else, the reason why you do that is because you were rejected. Sexual harassment or in relational terms, you're withholding intimacy or affection or withholding information, withholding yourself from being vulnerable. You know that when you're not vulnerable with your partner, that's a form of rejection. I mean, like divorce. It's, it's, it's as powerful as divorce. But even divorce, because 50% of marriages in America end in divorce, that means 50% of people who decided to make a covenant together end up rejecting each other. Or one rejects another, or another rejects one. Somebody's ending up rejected. And America is dripping in the insecurities that have poured out from their rejection. I could go down a whole list of how you were rejected, but I want you to take a minute and think about, is there something that happened in your life? A family member, a friend, a mate, a husband or a wife passing away and it felt like rejection. What if somebody did something to you of the same stature, family member, friend, pastor, loved one, and they did something nasty to you? cruel, unusual. What if you're dealing with generational curses of rejection? And I know for people of my race, being in slavery is (laughs) one of the biggest forms of rejection that happened in the state or in the country of America. A whole race rejected. Maybe maybe you have to take out a loan and you're used to being self-sufficient and you don't like borrowing money and that feels like rejection. Maybe you strive for every leading position at work because someone left you out before. <laughs> That's rejection. Friend and family, I want to let you know that Rejection is one of the most potent things that we express through our actions. Somewhere along the line, I can analyze your life and show you what rejection made you do. Because it's so common and it's so real and we don't know that we're dealing with rejection or in pain. This is why you start to see people run to witchcraft and warlock nature, Wiccan, crystals, occult things why do you think people are doing ancient viking traditions ancient egyptian and african remedies why why are people talking to the dead and ancestors why are people doing that it's because they don't know how to deal with their pain 
So they run to these things and they feel like this is the only opportunity to go to witch doctors and, and people that are psychics and, and soothsayers. And, and they're going to all these different people that they can feel like that they feel like that can help them. They use tarot cards and have tarot readers and read your palm and read your life and all these different things. They make you touch different things, warm up these crystals, warm up this stuff so we can get a reading. But what happens when you and the psychic are in pain and they don't know how to deal with their pain? There are many forms of rejection and I'm not going to go through them all. But I want you to think, have you been rejected somewhere? Somebody said something about you. Somebody did something to you. Somebody categorized you in a way and you felt some type of way. You were overlooked. Huh. You were left out. You were ostracized. You you were bullied. You had... Huh. People tell you that you won't amount to anything. I rebuke every teacher that tells kids that shut the heck up. I rebuke you in Jesus name. Get healed. Because you don't have to reject others because they rejected you. That's the second episode of this series. Cain was re Cain was rejected and killed Abel. Joseph's brothers felt rejected because they <laughs> their brother was the favorite. So they sought to kill him, but then sell, sold him to slavery for silver. Sarah and Abraham felt rejected for not having a kid yet. So they 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 come here, Hagar. Abraham, I want you to. I know I don't like this, but I just I just want you to do what you got to do with her so I can get a kid by her. And here comes Ishmael. And then for 13 years. Abraham, Hagar. And Sarah raise a kid. Called Ishmael. And then here comes God's promise. Wait a minute now. Isaac here. Let's push Hagar to the desert. Now we got the whole nation of Islam. That supposedly came out of Ishmael. But why is your whole religion. And a lot of your doctrine based off of hating on Christianity. If Christianity comes out of the seed of Isaac. And Islam comes out of the seed of. Ishmael. Doesn't that sound like resentfulness. That if 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 I'm the only religion. Christianity and what I follow the only religion that you come against in your doctrine don't that sound like resentfulness I'm just thinking do certain religions know how to deal with their rejection does Christianity do we do I the answer is no we don't know how to do it because here are our reactions through my hood analytics, <laughs> just simply watching people observing or researching or analyzing my own life. God has given me three revelations of what we do when we have been rejected. 
And before I get into that, look at me. <laughs> look at me. My beard all shaped up, you know, it ain't all the way grown in yet. Forgive, you know, let it cook. I got my turtleneck on, my double-breasted suit. You know how long I've been waiting on to get a double-breasted peak lapel suit? I got the turtleneck gray, little flower. I'm looking good. My dad said, boy, you looking sharp. Where you going? I said, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to record. He said, man, you look, you look all right. Yeah. And I did all this extra stuff. I got these pictures behind here. I got this light here, light here, the camera right there, the laptop right here, the interface right here, all this extra stuff. <laughs> Just to do this little thing. But sometimes we do all this extra stuff to be seen. And we do all this playfulness and we put all these facades on and we put all these faces on to be seen. But we're really hiding the rejection that we feel. Sometimes you're a comedian because you don't want people to see you're weak. <laughs> Sometimes you hug everybody. Sometimes you 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 make everybody laugh or smile or or people please. Sometimes you strive for those certain positions and jobs and aspirations. Sometimes you're trying to have that certain amount of likes on Instagram and Facebook and, and have a certain amount of views on Snapchat. All of this stuff to be seen. But why? You don't know how to deal with your rejection. There are three common reactions to rejection, and I want you to write this down when you can. The first reaction to rejection is that we run. Whenever we have been rejected, we like to take off because we don't want to be rejected again. It's the fear of rejection. I don't want to be rejected again. So I'm going to run. I'm going to run to a different identity, huh. run to a different gender, run to a different church, a different religion. I'm going to run to a different family, a different friendship, I'm going to run to a different faith, I'm going to run to a different school, a different opportunity, a different job, a different city, a different state, a different country running. But friend, whenever you leave something, you're going to cleave to something. So what happens when you leave and you have nothing to cleave to, you're going to go back to your mess. And it's going to create a vicious cycle of you trying to run away from your pain. But you realize that you never got away in the first place. Because you cannot run. From your pain and expect it to go away. It's not going to go away when you run. <sighs> trying to escape from a pain that never left. It's like trying to take Tylenol for a stab wound. It's not going to heal. I ran away. I ran away from people when I was rejected. And I wanted fans instead of friends. So I tried to get everybody to like me. I would do random things in class. I would say random jokes. I would strive for different positions to be seen and viewed and liked. I would change my body, my 
style, what I liked and what I didn't like, all because I wanted to be seen. But I wanted to be seen because I felt like I was unseen and I felt like I was unseen because of rejection. But there is healing available and you can recover from rejection. The second common reaction that we see is rebellion. The reason why we see kids lash out, they act out, they start stealing, they start smoking, they start drinking, they start going around and being a thought. It's because they were rejected. I'm going to present something to you that you might not like. If you take a look at the mug shots of school shooters. I know. I know you don't like that. These are so many terrible things that happen within school shootings and mass shootings. But take a just in your own time when you muster up the strength, take a look at their mug shots. Research how school shooters form. And you'll see a bunch of kids who never knew how to deal with their rejection. And the abuse that they faced and the pain that they went through. God has given me a new lens on these things. And he he showed me that those kids don't know how to deal with. With their rejection. So their only source of coping and feeling like they're getting better is killing. That's rebellion. Maybe you like going out late at night or sneaking out of the house when you're not supposed to, or or saying you're at one place and really being at another because you felt rejected. My mama always not letting me do something. My daddy always doing something, and he always restricted me from doing all this stuff. My daddy, ain't, my daddy ain't never let me do nothing, so I'm going to do all this crazy stuff just because he never let me do nothing. They said I ain't going to amount to anything, but I'm going to show them rebellion. Maybe you're lifted up in pride because you don't want to listen to people and you don't want to listen to people because every time they tell you something that you need to hear, it feels like rejection. Maybe you're rejecting my message because you feel like you're getting rejected and you're not. You have value and you have meaning. And the third one is reinvention. We will reinvent ourselves, create this new identity, create this new gender, create this new mindset, create this new job opportunity because we don't know how to deal with our rejection. How many times are you going to wear your pain as a badge of honor? How many times are you going to utilize the excuse of your pain as a way to act ugly toward people? Well, I'm hurt. Deal with it. I don't want to be invited to your pity party. Lord guide me. I'm asking you. Have you reinvented yourself? Have you changed your body? Have you changed your mind because you don't know how to deal with your rejection? I did it too. I've ran 
I rebelled, didn't want to listen to nobody, didn't want to be around nobody. And let me tell you about social anxiety and antisocial. You're really just scared of people. There's no such thing as antisocial. The human mind is not built to be in isolation. You're scared of people. And you don't know how to deal with it. And you don't know how to not be scared of people. And you keep isolating yourself in your bedroom. You keep running out of the church. You keep running out of every social situation because you don't know how to deal with your rejection. And someone said something nasty to you that offended your character. So now you feel like you got to change your body to try to please them and prove yourself to them. Oh, I got to lose weight. I got to, I got to get this car. I got to get this job. I got to get this, this look because somebody said that you looking raggedy or ugly, or they, they, they said, they said you had team Jordans and now you got every pair of retros. They said you had bad style and now you got a closet full of designer. reinvention somebody called me something in middle school and i went to lose weight in high school and i couldn't even see it i I lost i got the attention that i wanted i got the things that i wanted i got everything that i wanted and was looking for out of this working out but the problem was i couldn't see it everybody else could see my progress i was getting the compliments that i wanted i was getting attention from women that i wanted i was getting everything But I wasn't healed because I didn't know how to deal with my rejection. Now I'm ready to walk through the Bible. You may ask me, well, sir, it's good that you talk about all this. But for us nerds, where is this in the book? Like (laughs) you can talk about it all you want, brody. But where is it in the book? I'm glad you asked. There are many people in the Bible that have been rejected. If I mentioned it earlier, Cain and Abel had a system of giving sacrifices to God. And Cain got his rejected and he killed Abel. That's rebellion. (laughs) Joseph's brothers, the 11 other tribes of Israel. They all tried to kill him because he was the favorite. Abraham and Sarah felt like they weren't going to have a kid anytime soon. So they felt rejected. So they went to have a a kid by Hagar. And Hagar had Ishmael. These are all things of rejection. It's a common thing we deal with. And we don't really know how to deal with it. So we cope instead of heal. So check this. God opened up the story of Moses to me in a new way. I know you think about Moses that split the red sea. Moses that uh, 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 Moses that 
cracked that rock open to bring water. Moses that cried out to God and manna fell from heaven and quail and 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 he helped two million and over millions of people out of Egypt. That Moses, yeah, the Moses that you don't really think about is the one in chapter one and chapter two. Because I, I'm talking about the Moses before the Ten Commandments. Before he before he got called by God. I'm talking about that Moses. So let's read the Bible. Exodus chapter one. I'm going to start at the ninth through tenth verse. Then a king who did not know Joseph came into power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, the Israelites have become too numerous for us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them. Or they will become even more numerous. And if war breaks out, they will join our enemies and fight against us and leave the country. Skip down to verse 22. Then Pharaoh gave order to all his people. Every Hebrew boy that is born, you must throw into the Nile River. But let every girl live. In Exodus chapter 2, I'm going to start at the first verse and read through the 15th verse. Here we go. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. When she could not hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put among Put it among the reeds along the Nile bank. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe and her attendants were walking along the river bank. She saw a basket basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying. She felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies. Yes. Then his sister pulled up and asked Pharaoh's daughter, hey, 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 you want me to go get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you or no? She said, yeah, go get her. So the girl went to get the baby's mother, Moses's mother. And then Pharaoh said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. And she named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. One day after Moses had grown up. And according to Acts 723, he was 40 years old. At this point, it skipped from. A few months, maybe a few years. To 40 years old. All right. One day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and he watched them at their hard labor. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. And, you know, it was one of his own. And he looked this way and that way. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to murder this person. And he killed the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. And then the next day he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He was like, bro, why y'all fighting? Like, what's what y'all going on? Why are you hitting each other? Y'all brothers, you know? 
And he said, uh, the Hebrew said, who made you ruler and judge over us? <sighs> Are you thinking of killing me like you did the Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid and thought, what I did must have become known. When Pharaoh heard this, he tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian, where he sat down by a well. My friend, did you catch the several points of rejection in that story alone? Hmm? Did you catch that? Moses was rejected several times. And all the reactions were right there. I'll, I'll point it out to you. So when Moses was born, he was born into rejection. The culture that he was living in did not want him. Hey, cast every Hebrew boy into the river. Okay. Now, if you want the full context of this story, you should start at Genesis 15. Read that chapter. God reveals to Abraham in the dream that the children of Israel, his son, Jacob, huh? Grandson, Jacob was going to have descendants. And for 400 years, they were going to be in a strange land that they were not known to. And then they were going to come back to the promised land eventually. Well, skip to Genesis 37. Now you see Joseph, which is the son of Jacob end up in Israel and they all end up in Israel. And now we get to a place where Pharaoh and Joseph and the whole family have a, 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 a connection. They have a bond. They have a friendship. It's like, Hey, y'all, y'all all cool to have whatever you want. But then there arose another Pharaoh that didn't know Joseph. And now we see all these slaves instead of people that just inhabited the land because of the power that was set up. Now they had jurisdiction over them. So because Pharaoh felt insecure about how many um, Israelites that there were. He were like, mm, I think some of these cats need to die. So we're going to kill their boys. So they stop reproducing. And guess what? They were like, hey, since you won't, since you midwives, these baby deliverers won't kill these boys. I want everybody that sees a newborn Hebrew boy, throw them in the river. The Nile River. One of the biggest rivers out. Okay. Strongest current out. Okay. Throw them in there. And it's funny how the same river that people were dying in. Moses got down. I, I feel preachy now. But Moses was born into a culture that didn't, that didn't want him. That's the first point. Then when he was born, he had to be hidden for three months. What happens when you can't embrace your own family? And then they, they sent him down the river. That's another form of rejection. Then he gets nursed by his mom, but he can't stay with her. Okay, Lord, grace me to go here. I'm not good enough to stay with you. You don't see me as good enough to, to be with you. That's a form of rejection. Why, why are you going away? Where are you going this time? 
God can heal you from that. God can save you from that. Stick around. (laughs) Moses grows up for 40 years in Egyptian culture. That's not his culture. That's a form of rejection. When you grow up or or participate in something that you don't want to participate in or not by choice, but happenstance, you could grow up into a culture that makes you feel like you've been rejected. He sees the Hebrew get beat by an Egyptian. So he kills the Egyptian. What is that? Rebellion. They go to first reaction or the second reaction, technically. But he rebels. He's like, when so, when you see someone getting be- okay, George Floyd, right? Twenty twenty. Check me out. You saw that and you felt that. It made you feel some type of way, black or white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever the case may be. You saw someone get brutally mistreated, and you felt some type of way, and you wanted to do something about it. That's the same thing Moses felt, but he killed the Egyptian to try to hide it. Okay, that's the the rebellion. He sees the Hebrews beat each other, and he gets rejected by them. Okay, then Pharaoh hears about it and puts a hit on his head. There go another rejection, and now he runs. Moses runs. Where does he run to? Midian. Read on into exodus 2 after the 15th verse guess what he does he gets married he meets new people he meets new places he gets a new job and he reinvents himself and for 40 years he lives in midian because by the time he meets god on the back of the mountain in exodus chapter 3 which is something else that we're going to walk through later He's 80 years old. Forty years dealing with rejection. Forty years running from it. Now you're 80 years old. And you got to deal with this thing. Friend. Family member. Person that I love. Person listening now. God can heal you from rejection. You do not have to live in a way or be a way that causes you to act out. You do not have to act out. You do not have to appear as something to try to hide. You are valuable. Oh, yeah. And I want you to know that God loves you. And you're asking me, well, since since you revealed all this stuff, what do I do next? (laughs) What do I do next? Where do I start? And there are a few things that you need to do. And I'm going to go with what the Lord is telling me now. First of all, you have to think 
about your rejection. At some point in these next few weeks, you're going to have to think about it. You're going to have to look at it. Yeah, we're, we ain't in that face in it yet. We're going to do that in a second, another day. But you have to think about it. Where were you rejected? How did it make you feel? And what are you doing right now because of it? But the real things that you need to do. The first thing is you need to get secure in God's love. Now, (laughs) I know this may seem cliche and all that stuff, but Jesus does love you. And the reason why I say that is because if he loved me enough to step me out of my rejection, I think he loves you enough to do yours. (laughs) Get secure in God's love because God will love those areas where nobody else could. God will love on you in those areas where nobody else could see, where nobody else could witness. God will do that for you and he can help you. So the first thing is to get secure in God's love. The second thing is to get secure in your identity in God. These are overarching things that we're going to learn how to work on throughout this series. But the, the second thing is really like the first one, even as important or maybe more important. Secure your identity in God, because where your identity is not in God, it's shaky. And the Bible suggests in Matthew seven. I believe it's around the 24th chapter or 24th verse that a wise man would put his house on solid rock. The winds and waves hit it and it won't fall. But a foolish man will put his house on sand. Anytime your identity is not in God, it's on sand. And the winds and waves hit it and you go left or right, get wavered or get knocked down too easy. The third thing that you need to do is you need to live for God. I know how does how does any of this help me to practically walk out of my rejection? I know you we ain't there yet. I got two more episodes to record, maybe three. But you have to secure yourself in God's love, secure your identity in God and live for God. These three things will help you deal with your rejection. Why? Because that's the start. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and really get out of this pain, because it's only going to repeat if you don't do something about it. And the religion and the faith that you've been involving yourself in, that's not Jesus or the section of believing in Jesus. That's not as adamant as um, it should be. Or you've just been doing something religiously and not relationally. You need to get in relationship with Jesus. Here's how. And I'm going to play a clip at the end of the video that redoes it. But here's how. Repeat after me. Jesus, you are Lord. I believe you died and rose from my sins. So I could be saved. Save me, Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. That I may get better and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you believed that prayer, you have received the gift of salvation. 
and make sure you like, share and comment. Subscribe to this channel for more information on how to live for God. But most of all, I want you to love, share and follow Jesus. Because that's what we need in the world today. Remember, you are a recovering reject as of today. See you next time. Good morning and thank you for tuning in to Morning Cup of Wisdom podcast. The world is raising up teachers for themselves and leading each other into a ditch. But this podcast is built to put itching cream on your ears, telling you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you love, share, and follow Jesus. Jesus Christ is the Son of God who came into the world not to condemn the world, but to save the world through dying on the cross for our sins so that we can have eternal life in heaven. When we repent, we get access to that life and access to help in this one. If you want to follow Jesus, here's how you start. Repeat after me. I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe that Jesus died and rose from the grave for my sin. I receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I repent and turn towards you. If you really believe that, you are saved. If you want to keep growing in your connection to God, make sure you like, share, and follow Morning Cup of Wisdom on the various platforms listed in the description. Until next time, I hope you have 